expanded Get This with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. Good morning, everybody. Today, Weird Al Yankovic, oh. co-host for the second hour, bringing that one element that's been missing from this show for the last year, piano accordion. Uh, and talent. Uh, how about this? The definitive 200 list of albums. Find out where Will Smith's Big Willie style came in. Oh, yes, please. How much would you pay for 30 seconds with Michael Jackson? How much would you pay for 30 seconds with Richard Marsden? We'll find out. Teabag, anyone? Crystal answers your questions. <laughs> High crime from the streets of New Zealand. That's where we're going. Who's lost their lunch? And formative influences. That sounds pretty high for Luton, Ed. Yes, it is. And also, find out how Anna Nicole Smith single-handedly bringing tourism back to the Bahamas. All right, all this. And Weird Al, he thinks he's white and nerdy. Wait, wait till he meets this lot. Coming up <laughs> on Get This, where the Triple M music jury are currently investigating allegations of rock trivia quiz fixing on yesterday's show. Well, put up or shut up. Put the evidence on the uh, table. Don't inappropriately uh, jump to those conclusions. Conclusions. Oh, thank you, uh, Victoria's Premier Mullet. Sorry, Mullet. It's Robert Palmer, Johnny and Mary. Good morning, everybody. It's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. I'd be Tony Martin. Ed Cavalier's here. Feeling better today, Ed? Less snuffy. Less snuffy. And Richard Marsland, fresh from his triumph from the Rock <laughs> Trivia Quiz yesterday. Good to be back. Oh, gee, Richard, didn't that Alan Bro copper pasting? Alan still has the scars from when he was hit by a taxi. He believes he's survived another brush with death. Jeez. Were you driving that taxi? <laughs> he didn't have a good day. Mooney wanted to be in the quiz. <laughs> was very upset when he didn't get the nod. <laughs> Lawrence Mooney, hello if you're out there in the cab. Lawrence, uh, the Mooney cast. Up. On the website right Bang. now. Bang. Right. Uh, yesterday's quiz, I mean, uh, audio-wise, it was a shambles. Yeah. Mm. But in terms of uh, rock trivia, how good were those questions? Oh, Peter Grace. Yeah. So hard. You get a legend in here, you get legend-quality gear. exactly right. Very That's good exactly stuff. Exactly right. Yep. And, uh, I mean, certainly the easy exhibit question I didn't see coming at all. <laughs> and also, an alternative correct answer to that would have been that uh, Jam Master Jay is a DJ and the others were rappers. That's a good one. And, uh, you know, not too many questions about song lines by Daryl Summers. I mean, I, was, I sort of, I, I did research that pretty heavily. <laughs> you spent wasted. a week with Daryl just asking him about it, getting the ins and outs. In case you didn't hear, Richard, uh, well, he won by, was it one point? One point, four to three. Okay, great. Yeah, it was two points, but Alan sort of answered the question yeah, for you. and yeah, the, Kurt was, Wallinger, Wallinger Gate. Yeah, there was a, a lack of professionalism at that moment. I don't know what uh, happened, but, yeah. uh, you know, has your life changed uh, since you won, Richard? Um, well, it's fashion week as well, so mm. there's a lot of things compounding. And you got um, the, you've got your best uh, Weezer t-shirt out oh, for fashion week today. Well, oh, I was going to I was gonna wear, wear my Weird Al t-shirt, but then I thought, mm. I don't want to be that guy <laughs> when yeah, he comes in wearing a t-shirt. True. What if he comes in with Weezer? Well, I just found <laughs> this in the W, so... <laughs> All right, it's clearly Nerd Rock Day. <laughs> Here, get this. And, yes, Weird Al in the next hour. But they're but... in one of his polkas, aren't they not? Yeah, they are, yeah. Oh, so that's oh, a nice. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We'll to it. We're playing some polka. I can't wait. Hang on, that's lost everybody. There we go. <laughs> in the next hour, I get this, but uh, let's get to serious news. There's some uh, Dick Cheney news. So. Oh, oh sit down. Don't give him ammo. I've got a pith helmet on, so <sighs> best of luck with that, Chains. Listen to this. U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney has been diagnosed as a potentially deadly clot. Oh, sorry, with a potentially <laughs> deadly clot. He will now take blood-thinning medication along with the truth-thinning medication he's been taking for some time. <laughs> when asked what caused the clot, he said, oh, probably Syria. Uh, I think we should bomb them. Don't worry about the evidence. I'll sort that out later. Cheney began experiencing severe leg pain during his recent visit to Sydney, possibly caused by the extended leg humping he received from our <laughs> Prime Minister. Uh, Cheney has been told to take it easy and spend a relaxing weekend watching live torture on the in-house video <laughs> and withdrawing funding from several veterans' hospitals. He'll be right as pain in no time. <laughs> All the best to Dick Cheney. Did you get an update? Uh, yeah. A billion dollars to have him come and visit your country. Is that how much it costs? Something like a billion dollars in security. Did he uh, perform at somebody's birthday, Celine Dion style at least? <laughs> Is that what you're thinking, Kenny? Yeah. You're going the Lindsay Fox. I'm going the Fox route. And you're going to get Celine Dion for your birthday this I'm year. I'm going to get Celine Dion coming out and doing uh, Easy E numbers. What about Michael Jackson? What about him? Did you see this on the news the other night? Some Michael Jackson fans are paying a high price for 30 seconds with the pop icon. Their dignity! <laughs> or in some cases, their virginity! <laughs> what are we talking about? They're forking out $4,500 to spend oh. half a minute with the star at an exclusive party in Tokyo. 
half a minute. You've got 30 seconds. It's four and a half grand. You get 30 seconds with Michael Jackson. I don't think it's enough for him to do anything. No. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's enough for him to break the law. (laughs) But what are you going to do? He'll give it a shake. Uh, What do you do? 30 seconds for Michael Jackson. What would you do in it, those 30 seconds? Is it, um, oh, uh, so it's 26 now. Um, uh, is, is your hair real? No, that's clearly not real. That, is, that, is your nose stuck on with a magnet? Can I touch it? Can I, is that a magnet? It's a meet and greet. It's a press the plastic fe- flesh yeah. tour uh, of Japan from Word Michael Jackson. Is nose held on with a magnet. That's what I heard. What? Really? <laughs> held on by, by somebody with a magnet it's, standing behind him it's like a at fri- all times. a fridge magnet that he's just got stuck to his face. That means he could do anything. He could have the I- little clay Eiffel Tower on there for a while. You, you could, know? In 30 the seconds. The big banana. That'd be good. Mr. Potato Head, you got 30 <laughs> seconds. Rearrange the features. Rearrange it. Dana <laughs> Ross. But isn't that odd? 30 seconds. I mean, is it strictly enforced if you go to 32? Is that another $800? No, there's a bloke with a stopwatch <laughs> and a taser. <laughs> And if you go a second over, you just feel the pain and you go down. <laughs> Next guy comes in. <laughs> Badge of honour. Taser in the hip from Jackson's people. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's have enough. I'm feeling How much quite... for 30 seconds with Rich? Oh, we'll let's, get an in- let's get a bid going. Let's get an internet bid going. <laughs> okay. The lowest wins? Or? No, no. Highest wins. Okay. How much for 30 seconds with Rich? 30 seconds with Rich and Marcel. <laughs> That's the prize we're offering today. Top bid wins by the end of the show. Yeah. Where do people register these bids? Uh, a Talkback Mountain or my MySpace page. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a barter system. Money has no money has no value and, to us. And the money go to charity? Well, there's no money involved. It's it's contra, and that that will come to me. It's contra now, is it? Yeah, yeah. It changed just during this segment. <laughs> yeah. The charity could be victims of Richard Marsland. <laughs> okay, one triple three five three <laughs> is the number. But hey, do you want to go out for some uh, crime? On the mean streets of New Zealand. I love it. Oh, let's do that next. I'll get this. That's Jet Shine on here. Get this around the nation on Triple M. I've just looked this up, Ed. All right. Uh, 30 seconds with Michael Jackson. It's right. $4,360. Bargain. You get to shake hands with him and take a photo with him. That's oh, it. Keep the hand as well, as I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> and the photo obviously will be tabled into evidence later. <laughs> Do you think that he'll... You know when you put your arm around someone for a, in a photograph? Yeah. And often, you know, if you don't know them or you're at an mm. event or something, you put your hand around them. Mm. What do you think it's going to feel like to the hand around Jackson? Mm. Sort of slimy, ectoplasmy, skeletal <laughs> kind, of, kind of feel to it? It doesn't bear thinking about... It's going to be weird. And he's always in chiffon as well. That's going to feel weird. <laughs> Uh, this leads us quite neatly into crime. And what is our favourite crime show here at Get This? It's Police. on Foxtel. Ten. It's on the Crime Investigation Network. It's worth searching out. It's called Police 10-7. It's basically cops set in New Zealand. Yeah. How tough does it get on the streets of New Zealand, you're wondering? Listen to this shocked member of the public. It's got a wee bit out of hand, you know. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, the streets of the need just aren't safe anymore. I mean, if this is happening, I mean, come on, you know? What's the society coming to? What's the society coming to? The streets of Dunedin just aren't safe anymore. What happened to him? Well, he was a victim of, uh, well, you remember Henry the drunk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was drunk. Oh, he was pretty drunk. But check out this bloke. A little while later, Mal and Alistair were back on patrol when they were unlucky enough to come across Richard, one of the drunkest people (laughs) they'd ever seen still standing. What's he been taking? I just went on the beers. Beers? Yeah. That looks a little bit more than beers, eh? What's your name, buddy? My name is... Could you spell that, please? <laughs> now, how do you describe this bloke? They say the drunkest bloke they've ever seen still standing. No, no, no. One of the drunkest <laughs> blokes they've ever seen. He was top five. He's not number one. You're talking the streets of Dunedin. Yes. <laughs> the it's, streets are paved with staggerers, you know? But it's the kind of staggering that it's so it's impressive. You, you could go into the Circus du Soleil. <laughs> he just refuses to fall over. Every step looks like he's over, and then bang, a big clodhopper comes out to save him. And he's a big guy. Yeah. And they've got to put him in the car. And, of course, there is a big problem with transporting drunks. Having offered to give Richard a lift, Mel's now hoping they can get him home before he loses his dinner. Are you going to throw up in my car if we put you in? No. Promise? I'll I'll fly. What do you want? Excellent. So you need to keep your mouth shut? Okay, and if you're going to be sick, you let us know. (laughs) You need to keep your mouth shut? (laughs) No, Mum. (laughs) 
And how far do they get? They get all the way to his house and then... Just as they pull into the student flats where Richard lives, disaster strikes. Hey, oh, no! Hey, it's seat. <laughs> get out. Oh. Out of the car. Out. Hurry up. Get out. Don't touch the handles. <laughs> Don't touch anything. Oh, Watch my car, mate. And you've got one big mess to clean up in there. <laughs> Disaster. Watch strikes. my car, mate. I try and keep all the spew on the back seat, not on the outside where it's easily washed off. Zero idea. They need, you know, what they need in New Zealand a drunk trolley. So they've got police cars and then a couple of shopping trolleys trailing behind to put the drunks in. Like I say yesterday, it's great when a bloke's head is pixelated, <laughs> but the vomit isn't. <laughs> I think it's a clear noise. <laughs> the saga continues. Richard continued to stagger around, and in spite of the fact that Mel and Alistair were paying a heavy price for keeping him safe, Richard thought he was being harshly treated. Well, I've been on the piss. It's got f***ed up as a mother f***. I mean, it's been drinking. I mean, that mean, that mean, but the old place, that mean, that mean, give me shit. I mean, I'm 20 years, 21 years old even, if you know what I'm saying. Nobody was very interested in what Richard had to say anymore. <laughs> Now, so what's his point? <laughs> that he's 21. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? I do, I do now. I'm 21, buddy. <laughs> uh, gee, oh, and then, later in the same episode, I don't know what you were doing in New Zealand, Richard. Our own Richard Marsland oh, turned up. Oh, no. Turned up on Police 10-7. You don't say. Have a listen. A little while later, Mel and Alistair were back on patrol when they were unlucky enough to come across Richard. One of the drunkest people no. they'd ever seen still standing. Get this, get f***ed more like it. They can, you know, they, they can f***ing panel their own bullshit show. Get, get the f***ing, the f***ing monkey to do it. Oh, I'm sorry, we're not supposed to mention the monkey anymore. At least he had a car space. Having offered to give Richard a lift, Mel's now hoping they can get him home before he loses his dinner. What f***ing dinner? You know, we don't get anything to eat thanks to... Eddie Martin, the last king of, of Scotland. I'm, I'm better than this. I've worked with Anne f***ing Wheels. Just as they pull into the student flats where Richard lives, disaster strikes. Uh, who wants some free hinder tickets? Oh, get out. That is disgusting. Yeah, there you go, listeners. There's tomorrow's break one, you f***ing idiots. Get out. That's what they said when they asked my sex show. <laughs> And, and my column in the Sunday Mail. Richard thought he was being harshly treated. Hey, 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 I'm the one who, who won the trivia challenge, eh? F***ing Alan Bro. Everyone reckons he, he should have got the Waterboys question just because he's a big shot on rock quiz or whatever it f***ing is. Nobody was very interested in what Richard had to say anymore. Oh, right, yeah, no, no, don't, don't f***ing talk to me then. I'll just go and talk to this guy. He's a, he's a fan of mine. Isn't that right, buddy? I think that there's <laughs> uh, more things to do to appeal to a, a broader audience. Oh, oh, yeah, is that right? Oh, yeah, well, he, he, here's, an, here's an exciting sound for you. Let's play that one out of the news. <laughs> oh, give yourself a round of applause, are you, Richard? Happy with you, boy. Happy with yourself, are you? <laughs> Won't too many jugs of illusions, eh? <laughs> I think it's time to hose out the studio. More in a moment on Get This. That's ACDC, Who Made Who? Yes, yeah, please. Really more of that, please. Triple up music department. Let's get this around the nation. And I should just mention uh, Jared, who's called in. He wants Jared. this. To be a ringtone. Don't go near him. He's not worth it. He is a dirty man whore. Stay away from him. <laughs> is that how you want your phone to answer? <laughs> I don't know. We might put that up uh, there. Yeah, let's do We haven't had too many ringtones this year. Let's do it. We've just got Henry the Drunk from Police Station. I love that guy. What about Richard the Drunk? Is he going to get yeah, up there? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, and effing Wills. Yeah. <laughs> you did work with Anne Wills, didn't you? In, yeah. Uh, the winner, the constant winner, every year at the Logies, for 20 years, she would win most regional personality. I think that was what it was called. <laughs> she's, I've been around to her house for lunch, and she's... Uh, yeah, oh, it was fantastic, because uh, 
She's very well known in Adelaide for her certainly um, for her wonderful outfits and earrings. Mm. But you go into the Logies wing. Earrings? It's like it's a it's a massive room full of Logies. There's like nineteen of them. Oh, oh. is it like a temperature controlled safe? <laughs> yes. You've got to put your eyeball up to something it's and have awesome. it scanned. It's got a retina. <laughs> Into Ann Will's Logie Chamber. Logies. Something like that. I'm sure it's up there. It's Maybe great. even in the that 20s. That is great. Yeah. Incredible stuff. All right. All right. We're going to get her in at some point. That would be How, hot. Would that go all right or would that be trouble? No, do a Will's cast. I'll tell you what's interesting <laughs> <Will's> cast. <laughs> about Ann Will's is that she goes to the uh, the Oscars every single year. Oh, Not okay. just like red carpet. She actually goes inside and How has come? a seat. Yeah, she's got like a million stories. She's mates with people on Days of Our Lives. So, really? How did she yeah. get a seat at the Oscars? Uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. She has friends in Sorry, high Sorry, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Anne Wills from Adelaide is sitting there. Oh, no, the lady with the earrings. No, no, please. <laughs> Come Let on her through. in. She yeah. could wear a Logie's dress, a yeah. dress made entirely of Logie's. She probably could pull <laughs> like it that, off. Like that girl that wore the credit card one all those years ago. No, we like Anne Wills. I went on her second to last show. I went oh, on yeah? Next Day Show Axed. Uh, yeah. That's where I met Richard Marsland. Hot stuff. Sidekicking it. What about this email from Kel? who says, I've just been watching Dancing with the Stars, brackets, my God, I need to get a life. Fair and enough. the ad came on for Schwepp of Essence Tonic Water. I just oh. want to know, is that Ed Cavalier in the role of assistant draftsman who designs the Sydney Harbour Bridge? Is that you in the background? No, no, no I didn't go for that one. No. But he's good, that guy. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think his... he is quite good. I haven't, I've been, I haven't been for an ad for a while, Tone, because yeah. this show puts me out of the... Yeah. It's an all-day commitment to your KFC or just whatever else. Mm. So I haven't, been, I haven't gone for ads for a mm. bit. And obviously the whole unpleasantness with the KFC ad on here probably, you know, <laughs> had you blacklisted. Is that what you're implying <laughs> as well? Look, I'm not... Yeah, let's say I wasn't asked. Just say I wasn't asked back. In fine Cavalier style, we promoted what? the German Files, a segment we've blatantly stolen from uh, Matty Sheer Gold and Fifi Box of the Shebang, mm. heard every morning uh, on Sydney Triple mm. for breakfast. Uh, why are we doing this? Topless wife photo ends man's poll protests. Is this uh, going on in Germany? Well, every day. A German man who spent 10 days in a self-made box atop a 70-foot, 72-foot tall pole to protest yeah. a looming jail term was lured off his perch by his wife who sent up a topless picture of her of herself in his lunchbox. Wow. So what's he doing? He's he's convicted of fraud. Yeah. And he's going, I'm not going to go to jail. No. Instead, I'll climb the 72-foot pole and squeeze into this tiny box. Yeah, this converted television mast, and I'm going to live there until justice is done. <laughs> right. Wow. As opposed to being put into a small, probably larger than that cell, <laughs> with food being food, served. Yeah. Yeah. He's making his point very well. That'll show them. <laughs> God, that guy. No, he said that he told uh, he's told them somebody in a, a, tele, a journalist in a telephone interview last week that he wanted a new trial hmm. and someone to empty his bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and what's so his wife? What's she doing? Well, look, here's the thing. His wife, Susanna, Suzanne, twenty five, former stripper. Ah, yes. Oh, hey, there's trouble. Why are you looking at Nikki? <laughs> I looked at everyone. Our producer isn't a former stripper. No, I raised my We eye. tried to get a former stripper for the gig. None were taking it. <laughs> I raised my eyebrows suggestively at everyone. It yeah. just so happens that Nikki's first on my route. Okay. <laughs> so the former stripper, what? So these are photos of the former stripper? Her. A sort of a series of photos? No, no. With just, less just, and less clothes? No, just, <laughs> no, just straight out. Yeah. Out. I love the reason that the bloke was actually sent to jail. Mm. He was convicted of selling goods via the internet that were never delivered. One complainant said he tried to buy a computer from this bloke and instead received a box filled with sand. <laughs> oh, is that the uh, System 10 box of sand? Oh, they're not still making that one, are they? <laughs> you idiot. Why would you buy one of them? Oh, look at me. I moved on to gravel. Uh... This box of sand isn't compatible with my printer. It's <laughs> great. How's it? What a scam. Okay, we will advertise computers and we'll just send them boxes of sand. That's so good. Look at the, look at the seventy-two and the seventy-two foot television aerial. Yeah. It's been described by a Gold Coast real estate developer <laughs> as the perfect low-cost penthouse for space-conscious fugitives. Of course it has. <laughs> Let's get out of here, please. Get this. It does demonstrate a very serious error of judgment, a lack of experience. Brought to you by Joshua of Adelaide, who says, "Yes, I'm a." Carbon fatty. Well, Josh, so am I. Look, here's an aerosol can. Watch this. <laughs> Be gone, ozone layer. You've had it too good for too long. Oh, good morning, everybody. Around the nation, Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne, boom, Sydney. Bang, boom. Get this on Triple M. Uh, you know, we've got Weird Al Yankovic. 
in the next hour. I don't want to eat into Weird Al time. Neither do I. So let's try and get this show to run to time for once. What music are we going to do? I'm going to sing some vocals, heartfelt, uh, but I'm going to go and do them via phone. Oh, okay, so you're going to leave, are you? Yep, I'll see you all later. Unconventional. It's going to go and sing on the phone. I guess you'll have to do... I'll do guitar. Guitar. I'll probably do some scratching if you want. Whatever you want. Let's give it a go. Two, three, four. (laughs) Nice work, Richard. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, there's Ed. Uh, Very good. uh, That's the way it is. Here we go. How's that? Well done, Tone. I'm uh, I'm back, guys. I'm back. I'll do this next bit all right. No, I no won't. you're not. You're still there. <laughs> now, come back. Chill out. That's enough oh, out of you. Yeah. Avril Lavigne complicated here. Get this on <laughs> triple M. Did Weird Al Yankovic do a version of that, Richard? Yeah, he did for the album Poodle Hat. Uh, <laughs> yes. A complicated song. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to do all the lyrics, but yeah. it's basically about being uh, constipated. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, hello. Oh, hey. and, but it, it gets more elaborate. Call him with a secret sound. His own poodle he's wearing on his head. Yeah, that's right. For the, uh, for the couple it's, of poodle It's hats. a great cover. Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> what a back catalogue. He's a genius. But the How song many gets... albums has that guy done? Look at that well, stack. You've brought them all in, Richard. Uh, I'm only missing one. I'm missing Dare to be Stupid. Uh, oh, yes. Which, hey, that song, Dare to be Stupid, yeah. was on one of our favourite records on this program, the soundtrack to Transformers the movie. Yes. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. We'll get to that. Okay, we'll, we'll get to we'll, all of that. Let's we'll get up get... a mountain, shall we? Ba-do-do. That's the one. It's your back. The mountain. Formative influences. Ooh, sounds a bit highfalutin. I know. Carefully, what <laughs> I'm we worried. Doing What's going on? I'm worried. Syllables. Look, we're talking definitive influences, things that influenced you that you loved when yeah. you were a kid that's still playing a part in your life. The reason we're doing it, yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum, a la News, uh, USA, mm. and Billboard have come up with a definitive 200 albums. Oh, right. Albums that, that were sort of... Uh, amazing for their time. Yes. Influential. Uh-huh. For, uh, number one, what do you think, Don? Uh, knee Deep in the Hoopla, Starship. <laughs> Cos right. Life Hurts, Uncanny X-Men. Great. Uh, Tri Biology, The Follow-Up to Bad Habits by Billy Field. <laughs> Is it that one? No. Uh, uh, the Beatles, Sgt. Peppers, oh, 67. Right. Yes. Big yeah, Willie yeah, yeah. Style came in at 154. <laughs> Just Pipping Led Zeppelin's Led Zeppelin, 165. And David Bowie, Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust at 171. Oh, okay. Right. You know, the Veronica's not in the list. Yeah. I'll be making some calls about that. Yeah. I always get worried about music lists. Mm. I know you do. You yeah. look worried. Well, you look one... concerned. Very concerned. <laughs> like Q Magazine has one every single week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Wait. that's not what we're doing. <laughs> no, good no. point. Sorry. So, so that's what we're talking about. So uh, definitive th- things that have been big for you, they were big for you, they're a favourite of yours, and they shaped your life. So it could be movies. It could, could be, be anything. Albums, could be people. It could be Wet and Wild. Uh, not Wet and Wild. <laughs> the Water Park, which is just that... Could That's be. who I am as a person. It's due to the, the water slides at Wet and Wild. Wow. <laughs> taught me how to live. Taught me how to love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay. Uh, what about in radio? Influences in radio. I tell you who's a big influence on me. Back in the 70s when I was a kid, Kenny Everett. Would you know who Kenny that was? Yeah, Kenny Everett. That's Everett. a name I know. He was one of the first people on the radio who proved that you didn't have to have a proper radio voice oh, to had, go on. Dad, did he sound like us? He just sounded like a normal person. Oh. Slightly loony, Ben. Oh, really? He was on in England. We used to get slabs of him in New Zealand. Oh. And he would do wacky stuff with the speakers. Like what? Because it was in stereo. So he'd do things like, he'd go to the news. Mm. And if there was really bad news on the news, mm. he'd go, okay, we don't want this. Just pan over to the left speaker. Mm. And he'd just have the news in the right speaker. And then he'd have relaxing, soothing music <laughs> on the left speaker. And right. you could choose which That's one you good. wanted to listen to. That's great. All kinds of fancy-ass radio ideas. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were big when I was a kid. Yeah. And so we all, uh, me and three of my friends, decided to be the Ninja Turtles. I, of course, chose Donatello because he was the smartest. (laughs) Uh, And we didn't have any bad guys. There were no kind of, uh, you know, warthogs that had been mutated in my area. So our greatest achievement (laughs) as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was that we built a bridge made out of trolleys across the creek. Oh, wow. It's great. Forces of Evil kept at bay for one more day. We uh, tried, I had a disastrous attempt to set up uh, a friend of mine. uh, We tried to set up the Three Investigators, which was a series of kids' books. There was only two of us, so we had to draft in a third bloke, big burly guy. And the whole thing came to a screaming halt when we were trying to transport a filing cabinet, which I'd stolen from my dad's garage, up to a cave that was going to be our hideout, and it got wedged in a creek. 
It's probably still there. <laughs> but hello to three investigators fans. Hello to any potential Jupiter Joneses out there. Yeah. What about you, Rich? Um, comic books, but not your cool, you know, X-Men uh, comic books. Not yeah. the Marvels. Spider-Man. No, I went more your Archie, Little Audrey. Oh, the Harvey <laughs> comics. Little Audrey. Little he- Dot. Heckle and Jekyll were Little Lotta. Yeah, all Hot those. stuff. <laughs> Spooky. Casper. Ghost. With a bowler hat. Yeah. <laughs> What's keeping it up there? What's keeping it up there? He's made of air. How's that hat up there? Did you ever ride in? Oh, Dear yeah. sir. <laughs> what is keeping the hat on? This is totally unbelievable. Uh, it, got, it got ridiculous, though. I started writing fan mail. I mean, I, I really love full rock flats as well. And uh, I, good. I wrote a letter and drew a drawing of the dog to Murray Ball. He wrote back. Did he, Jeff? Yep, still got that. I, they, I, uh, a form letter, a cease and desist form letter. <laughs> yeah, <one> <laughs> Copying my gear. Uh, I, did, I wrote letters to Cassini and Arazo. One of them was oh, dead. Oh, yes. The Asterix. Asterix. One of them was dead. Yeah, I had good. no idea. Also, Elizabeth Montgomery. Dear alive one. <laughs> Elizabeth Montgomery. You yeah. wrote a letter to her from Bewitch. Yeah, she never wrote back. <laughs> That's you. Never heard back. Just wrinkled her nose in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Made that noise, but in the wrong way. Had a crush so, on her. This is what we're talking about. I know it's a limb, but I reckon we're going to get. I reckon yeah. people are going to call formative influence. We will accept Super Nintendo games. We will. Mm. We will accept some kind of sport, mm. which I'm sure mm. none of none of us ever played. Maybe we should offer a prize. Maybe we should offer a free computer. Uh, <laughs> it's from Fred Gregor. He's the guy living seventy-two feet above the ground on the top of a pole, uh, you convicted know, of uh, selling computers that turned out to be boxes of sand. <laughs> the the hourglass on the screen was real sand <laughs> inside. Pole of hope. <laughs> it's, the, it's the German version of Shaft of Hope. Would you like to win a box of sand? We're calling the new Apple System Ten, the new iMac. Yeah. The new Sand Mac. Give us a call with your formative influence. We will accept anything. You know us. Let's get this. One triple three five three. Yeah, they're just vamping at the yeah, end come there. Come on, guys. That's Eskimo Joe. Transmission vamping. You, oh, there's one. Was that a formative influence on you? Yeah, really. Oh, yeah. Windy someone. Wendy James. I was half oh, frightened, yeah. half attracted to Wendy no, Jones. No. Transvision vamp. That's a name from the past. Mm. Let's get this on Triple M. We're asking, what is your formative influence? Yeah, it's kind of fancy for this program. And it worked, though. People have called. Hello, Bri? Bree? Bri. Bri. Thank you. Hi, Bri. Uh, what was your formative influence, my friend? Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. I'm quite addicted to the point where it's scary. How yeah. I, and do, you, do you read the songs as well, or do you skip yep. the songs? You read the songs. I do. Wow. Do you know I all do. the maps off by heart? <laughs> Actually, do you know what's really scary? I do. And I also have, like, the films. I've got the extended editions, mm-hmm. but I also have to have the cinema release editions yeah. as well. Yeah, wow. I can understand that. No, sympathise. How do you feel about aspect ratio, Bri? Yeah. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> ah. you know, the right shape. You don't want it chopped off at the sides when it's shown on TV. Mm. Yeah, mm. nah. No, of course not. <laughs> Are you showing up on opening day of those films in yep. costume? Who do you go yeah. dressed as? Um, Legolas the last time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah we, and I have like the you know, the elf ears and um, the jewelry and all that kind of stuff. Were you wow. in one of the cinemas where every time they went to the sweeping helicopter shots of New Zealand, I was there going ya da 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 da? That was my favourite thing to do on opening day, Lord of the Rings. Uh, thank <laughs> Angry you. look from an orc. <laughs> thank you, Brian. Hello, Dion. How are you? Very good, thank you. Uh, so, what, what was your formative influence? I grew up in the outback, and when my brother and I first got to visit our cousins, mm-hmm. we got to see TV, and one of the first shows we saw was Hogan's Heroes. Ah. Oh, and this, how did this influence or affect you? Oh, well, when we got back to the station back home, mm-hmm. we found an old rainwater tank, and we buried it in the ground yep. where our parents and the stockies didn't know. Right. And we built tunnels going out to another oh. old shed. and Oh, tunnels, a network of tunnels. Yeah, we had the old limestone. We used to drill it out with shotgun shells and a bit of fire. Fantastic. But it's not going to be authentic unless you've got a papier-mâché tree stump to hinge up from at the end of it. Oh, no. We had a um, one of the old Thunderbox covers with a metal metal um, lid and everything that we used to climb in and out of. This is a Hogan's Heroes theme park. <laughs> this is yeah, it was great until our father found it and filled it full of... Um, Gas? Intestines and stuff. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Animal intestines. Well, Animal keep... intestines. Was that a popular technique of his, just flinging animal intestines around? No, it was to let us know never to do anything so dangerous again and steal his rainwater tanks. Uh, okay. The shotguns were fine. Yeah. That's cool. Blasting oh, limestone. We never found out about that. Oh, we never fair, told him. Fair enough. Well, Dion, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it's well it's done. Good when people copy TV shows. Do you suppose when Dukes of Hazard came out, he was welding the doors of the car shut? 
I know I was. Cutting the jeans off nice and high. <laughs> Who's good, next? It's good that we didn't get any calls uh, with people influenced by Bob Crane's later work. <laughs> I think. That's maybe. true. See autofocus for details. Uh, Best ignored. <laughs> Hi, Paul. How are you? Uh, not bad, guys. How about yourself? Yeah, really good. good. You're obsessed with? Uh, Transformers. Ah. Oh, nice now, thing. what are you thinking for the new film? Are you excited? Oh, if they don't get Stan Bush in there, I'm going to be a bit distraught. Yeah. It looks very like they've tried to go realistic. Yeah, yeah, it could be good, but I've sort of, I couldn't decide whether I was a uh, favourite for the Autobots and Decepticons, so I've got both logos tattooed on my arms. Oh, wow. have you really? You've gone yes, that I far. Do. So and, you are uh, a Transformer in effect? Uh, well, yeah, I can transform from slacker to bludger. Oh, <laughs> in the blink of an eye. <laughs> That's got to be a yeah, well, it's, you know, it's fairly limited and I've gone out and got all the toys and whatnot yeah. still. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you have the costume? Have you ever have you got a big costume that you wear around? Oh, I could probably fashion one out of boxes and now some that, acrylic paint. Yeah, now yeah. that is the attitude we're looking for. We'll be contacting you when our Birdman rally gets off the ground. <laughs> and, of course, the new Transformers film. You know, are they going to have the song? Yeah, you got the touch. Do, the touch. Yeah. Let's hope so. Who's going next? Hi, Jade. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Really good, really good. What, what was your formative influence? wasn't actually me. It was actually my younger brother. Oh, he yes. was um, obsessed with the Power Rangers. Ah, yes. How bad did it get? Um, well, he's now, because of the Power Rangers, he's now a black belt, eight white darn. One of the highest I think you can get in um, Taekwondo. Right. Wow. And he's to this date, like he's 19 now, and he still has his bedspread, his lunchbox, all his little toys, everything. And if anyone dares make fun of them, watch out! Exactly. <laughs> and he's uh, he's who you want around if a giant pudding comes to life, starts attacking. <laughs> That's the guy you want to have in your corner. That's right. <laughs> Time for one more. Hi, hit. Josh. How are you? G'day, guys. How you going? Really good, sir. What are you, uh, formative influence, sir? Yeah, the old Warner Brothers cartoons, especially Yosemite Sam. Oh, Yosemite Sam. What did you like about Yosemite? I just loved his sayings. Like, um, you know, I've got a six-year-old daughter, and if I call her a long-eared galoot, she looks at me and laughs at me because she loves me, but she's got no idea why. (laughs) And do you actually go out, you know, duck shooting yourself? Yeah, we love the DVD at home, and she actually does like that one with duck season, rabbit season, and popping the uh, beak behind his head and on top of his head. That's right, until you've shot... A duck's beak round the back of its own head. You're not really taking those cartoons seriously. That's what I say. Exactly right. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Josh. What a fantastic Thank you, bunch everyone. Of course, thanks to everyone who yeah, called yeah, yeah. with a formative influence. We, we were saying off air that perhaps someone who likes sport uh, yeah. was going to call in. Yeah. Not, not even a tunnel ball. <laughs> not this program. <laughs> not on this show. We've not had one yet, and I'm not okay. expecting one in the future. Uh, Somebody whose uh, formative influence uh, was really. The accordion mm. is going to be joining us in the next hour. That's Weird Al Yankovic. Get this. Helping women feel sexy again. Brought to you by Simon from Naranda in Perth. Even though we're not heard there, which means he won't be hearing this. Anyway, he probably goes to lunch with Brian Burke. I know I do. Man, can that guy scull a gravy boat. Because I can if I don't because I wanna We can't get enough rock music Be ignored <laughs> by the step and the board Because I'm gonna It's the second hour of Get This on Triple M And Weird Al Yankovic is here Thank Hey, you, <laughs> how you doing? In. Welcome to our lounge Thank you so much I notice you haven't brought the accordion What's wrong with you? I, I left it on the bus, I'm sorry <laughs> Do you have one that you like take with you everywhere you go i have uh, my my road accordion and the spare road accordion do they have names like you know bb king's Uh, bob and charlie yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're hoping to meet bob and charlie in this hour Mm. and uh we're going to throw some you know questions out you can get questions from the listeners are there any questions you want us to cross off the list now yeah uh, don't ask what color underwear i'm wearing because i get that Uh, all the time all right well it's mine going we want any questions about the video from uhf would you accept those i will accept that a lot of people call up we apologize for the words the video from on the yeah. front of the name of your <laughs> film title and only here in Australia that's right that's right yeah okay and what else are we doing is there going to be some uh, Weird Al Chins in this area oh yes yeah 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 Chins uh, you Weird Al Chins select your favourite Weird Al Chin <laughs> from down the years uh, and then some Weird Al Tunes after that oh okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from New Zealand <laughs> yeah Richard's from Adelaide yeah. Yeah. Ed's from Brisbane there we okay. go welcome aboard where Thanks. are you from by the way uh, I'm from Linwood California Linwood hence the name of the album straight out of Linwood yeah <laughs> we want to get to this one question answered yeah. we've got more haven't we Ed oh yeah coming up on Get This yeah, it's Hunters and Collectors do you see what I see here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M please a fake round for Weird Al Yankovic yes. if you could thank you lots of ways to introduce you uh, Al but of course you are the man who has sold more comedy albums than any other artist 
in the history of the universe. Is that cool? True? I'll, I'll accept that. Thanks. Is that right? Is that authentically been determined? If it says that in the bio, it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of stuff in this bio. Mm. Wow. So who's coming second? I mean, who's snapping at your heels? <laughs> Who would it be that day? Uh, uh, Kylie Minogue, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Hysterical. <laughs> Last album, hilarious. That redneck guy, I'm guessing. Jeff Foxworthy? Oh, yeah. yeah Jeff Foxworthy. We're, we're I can actually, at this point, pre, we're pretty much a neck and neck, or re, redneck wow. and redneck. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I don't know if you would remember, but you were the first person I ever interviewed. It would have been 20 years ago. You were out here promoting UHF. Oh, that would have been 18 years ago. 18 but years ago, yes. pardon me. Ooh. I remember it as if it were just 1989. <laughs> it was 89, and uh, I'd never interviewed anyone, and you were very kind. You just sat there, and I, I had a question. I just sat there. Yeah. Didn't say a word. <laughs> just going clearly. Just gave, this, you, gave you that look. This guy's got a trainee sticker on it. What are you talking it. about? <laughs> I was talking about spatulas, actually. Uh, I worked yes. up like a really fancy question about spatula city. Uh-huh. I thought, oh, you won't have had this one, and the look in your eye said, I've been asked this on every wacky breakfast soon <laughs> from here <laughs> to anywhere. But that movie, every time we do a show, you know, where people call up about obscure films, UHF, every That's, time. That is the most obscure film. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, it's, it's one of those movies that didn't do that well when it came out of the box mm. office. In the States, it came out uh, on one of the biggest movie weekends ever. It literally came out at the same time, I think, yeah. as Batman, Lethal Weapon 2, <laughs> Honey, I Shrank the Kids, Do the Right Thing. Like, like 10 and huge movies. Of the, and Raiders of the Lost Star. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, one of the Indiana Jones. Yeah, one of the Indiana Jones. Doom. So it was an insane yeah. weekend to come out, but for yeah. some reason, Orion Pictures thought, oh, this would be a perfect weekend <laughs> for a light, low-budget comedy. <laughs> and who's uh, watching Indiana yeah. Jones yeah. now? Yeah. Nobody's yeah. watching that, Rob. People are over it. People are sick of it. But the nice thing is, like, and even though it flopped to the box office over the you know last eighteen years, it's gone on to develop a cult following on DVD and things like that. So it, it found its audience because it was fine. It was going for like massive amounts on auctions, old VHS copies. Yeah, right, exactly. It came out on it was, DVD. Out, it was out of print, and like, it was a big yeah. eBay thing. And well, because ah. most of those would have been stolen from the video store where I worked. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's, Cheech and Chong and UHF <laughs> wow. running out the doors inside Anoraks. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's remarkable. Like the last concert, the concert, the last uh, tour that you're out here in Australia for, um, certain clips from UHF pop up during the show. And uh, a lot of the audience yelling out, you know, like all the punchlines. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. It's sort of like a Rocky Horror Picture show. Yeah. Like people know the lines and they chant along and throw That's rice and whatever. Yeah. Brilliant fun. Now, you're on tour. You've been here before, obviously. Uh, some service that we like to provide anyone from overseas who's touring is, is there any terminology that you're you know, not familiar with? Have you heard words, phrases since you got here and you just don't understand uh, what we're saying? <laughs> no, <laughs> not off the top of my head. Is there anything you want to hit me to? No. Is there anything, Ed? What are the ones we? Uh, no. I know you're a big fan of, uh, you know, a lot of meats in your music, um, and you know, like lasagna and spam. Obviously, have you heard of Fritz? Fritz. Fritz in South Australia is like a like a pork sort of sausage arrangement. Mm. It's like Strasbourg here. Yeah. Is that what right? are you suggesting? The Devon. Al's going to leave the studio and go and write a song about Fritz. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it's good to know. Okay, Fritz. Yeah, 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 Fritz. He is leaving, but not for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, how do people? What do people expect when they come along to see your live show? I mean, people here would mostly know you from the clips, from the albums. Yeah, I, I don't know what people would expect. I mean, you know, I want to point out that it is, in fact, a full high-energy rock and roll show. Yes. Uh, it is, it's the same band that I've had since the beginning of my career, and there's costume changes and live film clips. and Not live film clips. Well, film clips, not actually yeah. live film clips. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it, it, you know, some people think, oh, what does he do? Does he, like, lip-sync to his records oh, or, like, no, you know, no, or no, do no. stand-up? But it, it's, a, it's a full-on show, and it's a lot of production value, and it's, good, it's a good time. And I understand you're able to do songs in your live show that you haven't been able to get permission to do on record. Is that yes, right? but don't tell anybody no, that. Okay. Uh, no, he doesn't do that. That's no, no. clearly yeah. wrong. We, we, we have a few surprises, let's say, that show up in concert. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of the internet, I'm reading in one of your bios here that uh, your site is uh, on Wikipedia is uh, constantly vandalized. Now, we've had a lot of that on this show. No, no, no. That's I, I think you probably misread that. Uh, there, uh, Atlantic Records site was vandalized. Oh, in, in, the, in the video for White and Nerdy, when I say I, I edit Wikipedia, I put you suck in huge letters <laughs> on what is ostensibly the Atlantic Records site because they wouldn't let me put my James Blunt parody oh, yes. on my last album. Yeah, and yes. as a result of that, people were like, oh, well, we'll show Atlantic Records, and they started vandalizing the Atlantic <laughs> Records site. Wow, so they've got your army has gone into yeah. war with you. <laughs> now, you've probably told that story a few times, but uh, was it James Blunt himself that didn't want it done? Actually not. No, it was, James Blunt had signed off on it. 
uh, we, we always, always get permission from the original artists, and James Blunt was totally fine with it. He had a great sense of humor, and I was writing the song, and we were all set to go. That was going to be the big single yep, yep. originally for Straight Outta Linwood. Yep. And then we get a phone call from Atlantic Records, which was James's label, saying, Dude. you know, um, we think it's too <laughs> early in James's career to have a parody. We want to wait till he's more well-established. Uh, like, oh, really? Okay. Well, how long is that going to be? TikTok. <laughs> and I said, well, just just let's let's wait a little bit, and we'll just see how his next single does. And yeah, <laughs> So I'm literally like waiting around. Like, we have a whole album on hold i'm like a month goes by two months goes by and finally it's like um can we get a date can we t- can you tell us when we can put <laughs> yes. out our album please and finally they said well you know we, we think the right time would be uh never ah. thank oh. you very much like, oh and at that point i thought you know what you guys have kind of jerked me around so what I tell you what there's this little thing called the internet i don't even heard of it or not. <laughs> and uh, we put the we put your pitiful on weirdal.com as a free download and it probably got more hits than it would yeah, have gotten right. if it had gotten you know conventionally <laughs> released and you know atlantic records i remember when they had Ray Charles. I mean, honestly, are people going to be talking James Blunt in 20 years' time? Yeah, well. That's something that happens with you. Uh, you know, you must have done uh, parodies of bands that have probably been forgotten. So, like, didn't you do Men Without Hats? Yeah, that's right. That's Where right. are they now? <laughs> Safety dance. Uh, the well, that, well, that, that's the irony. It's like, you know, I, I couldn't get signed to a record deal when I started out because, like, you know, oh, novelty act. Like, uh, who's going to know you, like, no, three months from now? Like, <laughs> well, and that, now I've outlasted most of the people I've parodied over the years. That's true. As long as I've been in radio, one thing that's been constant is a new Weird Al album. Mm coming up and one thing that's also been constant is that that album will usually not always but usually contain a polka medley that's right i love the polka medley oh, yeah. do you love that Ed? i do have we got one today richard i think we do i don't think polka music has ever been heard on triple m before that's the first for everything is this off the new straight out of linwood Put album some straight football out of underneath it then this it'll be a, sweet this is uh, called pokerama that's right from straight out of linwood let's hear it now on triple m <laughs> Park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. 
Come, Mr. DJ, song ponder replay. Come, Mr. DJ, want to turn the music up? All the gal on the dance floor wanting some more work. Come, Mr. DJ, want to turn the music up? Hey, Mr. Please, Mr. DJ, tell me if you hear me. Turn the music up. She take my money, she take my money when, I'm in need. when I'm in need. Yeah, she's a trifling friend indeed. Friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger way over town. Way over town. That digs on me. Hey! Hey! Now, I ain't saying she's a gold digger. Cause she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Now, I ain't saying she's a gold digger. Cause she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead. But I ain't saying she's a go-go digger, go-go digger, go-go digger. Hey! How good is that? That is from Weird Al Yankovic's new album, Straight Outta Linwood, featuring White and Nerdy. The single, Al is here with us. I love those polka medleys. And you did an Australian song once, and it's probably my all-time favourite one you did. Uh, I Touched Myself by The Vinyls. That's right, The Vinyls, yeah. That was gold. Is that coming out in concert, do you think? Uh, no, probably just the most recent polka medley. All right. Oh, look, concert, I'm saying, uh, Sydney listeners, please, this Monday and Tuesday at the Enmore Theatre, uh, Friday week at the Theberton in Adelaide, and then Friday, March the 23rd in Melbourne at the Hamer Hall. You don't seem to be going to Brisbane, Al. What's going on I here? have no idea. What's I don't know. We're, I've, I've had my MySpace friends saying, how come you're not playing Brisbane? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. They're, they're complaining that they have to drive like 40 minutes to get to a oh, show now. Yeah, so it's Tweed tough. heads on March 21st. That's a well. It's well worth the drive. I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. yeah, get along there. Richard Mars is going to be there wearing that Weezer t-shirt. There you <laughs> go. No, it's a blockbusting show. It's an amazing show. There's it's five or six costume changes and oh, more than that. It's <laughs> as many costume changes as share. I'm sure. <laughs> now uh, you say you've been around for a long time, and maybe when you first appeared uh, out of the sort of Doctor Demento era in the late '70s, people would have thought, "Oh, novelty artist not going to be here for a long time." When you've been around this long, you sort of seem to get you know, industry credibility and respectability. We have a lot of musicians come in here who name drop you. Ben really? Foltz is, uh, was what, raving about you in yeah, here. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've been able to uh, lower Ben's street cred. That's right. He's, uh, <laughs> no, ben, ben, I'm one of Ben's unhip friends, me and William Shatner, if we get to oh, hang out yeah. with Ben. And Shatner, he's, he's hip. He's <laughs> a uh, party. Yeah. Uh, no, but ben, Ben's great. I, I got to uh, uh, direct uh, his video for Rock in the Suburbs. That was yes. good. Yeah. And we, we've been on each, other album, each other's albums. He, he uh, played piano on a song of mine called Why Does This Always Happen to Me, which was on Poodle Hat. Yes. And I, I sang uh, on one of the songs on... Uh, uh, songs for Silverman so wow. I just happened to be in town when he was recording and say hey come on down and sing a song and you're a big fan of that video that's great right. one of my favourite bits in any video ever is when you're the producer oh. fixing all these shitty tracks <laughs> yeah. and it just cuts in and you pull down the sucks knobs yes. <laughs> 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 just pull down the suck on that particular track, yeah. Thank you. And then just crank up the rocks, right? And then, and then you're just nodding the yeah. bend uh, like that's right. Yeah, there's that's the it. magic. <laughs> now, you, <laughs> you've been, you say you direct uh, other people's videos, which you do, and you've been directing your own for quite a few years. Uh, but now I understand members of the general public are throwing their hats in the ring. Just throwing in clips for your oh, songs. Oh, well, on. you know, that's the YouTube generation. Like, yeah. now I don't even need to do videos because, like, as soon as I put out an album, like, everybody goes off and makes their own Weird Al videos and uh, uploads them to YouTube, which yeah. is pretty cool. What's the best one you've seen? Oh, gosh, there's a lot. I mean, there, there's a lot for a song of mine called Hardware Store. People have done a lot. Of, done it in Legos. <laughs> yeah. Have done it, like, you know, World of Warcraft versions. Ah. Uh, it pretty, I mean, people spending a lot of time, people that have a lot of free time on their hands, obviously. <laughs> wow, a lot of mimers, a lot of bedroom mimers. <laughs> I saw one, too, because, you know, people always talk about your uh, parody songs, but a lot of your just original songs. There's mm. a great one mm. called uh, One More Minute. Oh, thank you. From a few years ago. Always love songs with a lot of violence in them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know what that says about my personal life, but... It's a very disturbing clip of someone miming to that in their bedroom. Yes. Uh, He'll probably have a TV series or a commercial. <laughs> By now, that bloke. I remember in the year 2002, you released a song called Bob, which was all palindromes. Right, oh, right. yeah. It's just an amazing song. And that was a, that was a palindrome year, so... Yeah, yeah. a palindrome title. That yeah. was an incredible, uh, yeah. incredible song. How did that come? I mean, did you 
Did you research palindromes and palindromic sentences? How well, I, I always thought it'd be kind of fun to do a song comprised entirely out of palindromes. And I started putting, you know, I not that I, I didn't like create all those palindromes myself. A lot of those are very famous palindromes. But I thought I'd, I started collecting them and trying to find little rhyming couplets and putting them together in a song. And as I was putting them together, it was like, this sounds like it should mean something, <laughs> but it doesn't really, you know. It, it's kind of like an early Bob Dylan song, you know? Yeah, and then right. I thought, oh, that's perfect. Bob, B.O.B., that's a palindrome right there. So <laughs> it all kind of came together. Yeah, wonderful. And, you know, that's the thing about your songs. If you look at them written down, there's no cheating with the scans. I've noticed that, you know, because we do some amateur songwriting on this really show. Really amateur. And we'll wedge a three-syllable word into a two-syllable hole. Mm. But how long do you spend putting a song together just on paper? Uh, you know, I, I spend a lot longer now than I went when I was first starting out. I mean, when I first was, you know, writing songs to amuse my friends, I didn't think they'd have any shelf life at all. Right. Uh, you know, so I'd write, write a song, uh, you know, I'd write a three-minute song in, in three and a half minutes. <laughs> but no, I, I spend maybe a week or two per, per song now just to kind of, like, craft it, because I can fig- figure out how to live with these for the rest of my life, so I want to make sure that they're not just tossed off. There was one in, uh, it was an issue of Entertainment Weekly magazine, and uh, they were promoting your new video, and they said, look, we'll let you promote uh, the DVD of your TV show if you write it to the lyrics of I Will Survive. Well, they just basically said, we want you to write a song parody yeah, yeah, yeah. just for us. And I'm like, what? what are you, you know, that, that's a lot of work. Like, you're going to make me make me actually write a yeah. parody for you guys just so that you'll, like, promote my stinking DVD? And they said, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. But it was it was to the syllable. There yeah. was no cheating. <laughs> that's what I love, no cheating. Yes. No crowbarring a word. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to talk about that TV show. Mm. Uh, I'm sure there was some controversy attached to it. We'll remember what that was next on Get This. You can do it. Get to the end bit. <laughs> Here it comes. Uh-oh. There you go. Hey. Home. Thank Big you fish. very much. Uh, well, the theme to Grey's Anatomy, I guess, is what that is. How to Save a Life. Weird Al Yankovic is with us, sitting in for the whole hour. What a treat it is. Uh, Al, we've been asked, uh, well, our producer of, well, comedy sketches, Matty Dow, down on the Pots and Pans, yep. asks, have you ever done a parody of yourself, or has anyone else done a parody <laughs> of you? Oh no. gosh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever. Done, I don't. Th- I, I don't think I've really done a parody of myself. That would be like looking into a mirror with mirrored sunglasses. Yeah. That's <laughs> too <laughs> intense and cerebral. Yeah, there have been there have been fans that have done like parodies of some of my original s- songs, and again, oh, they probably right. uploaded it to YouTube. So you could <laughs> probably do a search for that somewhere. It's all on there. But uh, they attribute sometimes the uh, someone gets on and makes like a kind of maybe a less family friendly version of one of your songs <laughs> and attribute it to you on the file sharing oh, network. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how uh, intentional that is, but yeah. If you, if you do a search for my name on one of those uh, peer-to-peer file sharing sites, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally half the songs that come up with my name on them are not by me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just people say, "Oh, this is a funny song," or "It's a parody." It's got to be Weird Al Yankovic, but yeah, not always. No, is that right? And now you're on MySpace. How many? Let's do a friends check. No, How many are you up not. to? I'm on 950. Yeah, it's, not pretty, it's not very I'm trying popular. to get more than the band uh, Toto. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> who's winning? Toto's killing me. 4,000 odd. Al, where are you up to? I'm um, about 456,000. Wow. 456,000 wow. friends. Wow. And you're right back to each of them? Hell <laughs> oh, yes, we're close personal friends. We go bowling every Thursday night. <laughs> who's your favorite friend? Uh, Bob. Uh, Bob. Bob. If you're listening, around. Bob. Uh, let's get into the time machine just briefly. Uh, what was your first live show in 1981? Booed off. Is that right, Al? I don't think it was my first live show, but it was my first uh, first big show. I think it was 82. It was uh, I was opening for Missing Persons. Uh, do you remember Missing Persons? Oh, who was Missing Persons? Kind of, uh, 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 Dale, Dale Bozio, and uh, uh, they had a hit, Walking in L.A. And was, they they might have been more popular in L.A. than other places around the from world. the uh, Romeo Void era. That's correct, that yeah. Was, yes. But, you know, they're kind of a hip new wave band, and I enjoyed their music, and I thought, oh, that'd be fun opening for them. And, <laughs> and this, this is before I really had a record deal, even. I, I had some cult uh, uh you know, notoriety from the Dr. Demento show, but I thought, yeah, that'll be fun. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the curtain goes up that night and they see me with an accordion and the crowd's like, no, get off the stage! <laughs> literally, literally, we, we were pelted for 45 minutes. Oh. And I didn't know any better. I thought, well, you know, they're paying us to play for 45 minutes. I guess I'll just stand here and get pelted. <laughs> and, uh, and literally, I, I did not get any applause. The entire set is just, I get got stuff thrown at me. And at the end of the show, <laughs> the curtain goes down and everybody is on the for uh, collecting change. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thumbs up. Yeah. That's not going to happen, I'm sure, at uh, any of your shows here. I hope not. Uh, and we were mentioning also off here, are you in all of the Naked Gun movies? Mm. All three of them. I'm, oh. I'm in, the, in the holy trinity of Naked Gun films. Wow. You, O.J. Simpson? Wow. How about that? There's one uh, in the second one, I'm, I'm actually holding O.J. Simpson at gunpoint. Uh, <laughs> ironically <laughs> enough, yeah. <laughs> 
the real killer. Yeah. <laughs> What's your uh, what was your role? I'm sorry, excuse me well, for not well, remembering. Well, in one and three, I played Weird Al Yankovic, oddly enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you the, weren't convincing, can I say? Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've been rehearsing. I've been digging deep and feeling my character. Uh, and in the second one, with a, a holding OG at gunpoint, I, I played some uh, kind of drug addict that had broken into the station, and I said, I think my big line was, "Okay, pig, say your prayers." And then Frank Drebin like comes through the door and knocks me out cold. Like, Good work, Frank. Oh, such a great series and talk now on the internet of a fourth one. Good. Really? Straight to video. Yeah, uh-huh. straight to video. They're talking about straight to video sequels to uh, the Naked Gun and to the original Flying High Airplane, as you would know. Oh, well, why would they do that? I, I mean, why would they do it straight to videos? I mean, I there's certainly a market for that. Yeah, they're just cutting, are people not bothering with cinema anymore? I think, once, just... I, went, I think once Seagal went straight to video, yeah. I think they'd realise that the age of cinema was over. Stephen uh-huh. Seagal. <laughs> and it was time to just give it up. People are going, what's Stephen Seagal doing? <laughs> we better follow that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lead the charge. Hey, why should we have all the Asking Weird Al Yankovic a question fun? Do we want to get the listeners on oh, board? Oh, yeah. Let's idea. do that. The number to call with any question at all for Weird Al one triple three five three. Get this. I guess the key word here is gratuitous. Brought to you by Weird Michael D. Murray, who's been performing I'm Pitiful at karaoke bars for months and is yet to receive a cease and desist order. Come on, Weird Al, go get him. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M. And Weird Al Yankovic has just mentioned to us off here that his favourite film of all time is Top Secret. We had a bloke call in last week who has been trying to make his wife laugh at that film for years and failed. How can that be, Al? <laughs> Filed for divorce? <laughs> yeah, that was it. it was oh, a, oh, yeah, there it, it is. It was a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your favourite bit? Oh, and Top Secret. Oh, God, so, so many. Uh, there's a whole sequence uh, in the Swedish bookshop where the oh, entire yeah. thing is filmed backwards. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, and it sounds Cushing. semi, like, faux Swedish, you know? <laughs> well, I like the underwater barroom brawl. Oh, it's beautiful. Amazing, isn't it? That's yeah. as good as it gets. Who's got a question for Weird Al? Hi, Jude. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you? Really good. Your question for Weird it's Al? An, it's an honor to speak to Weird Al. Yeah. You are a total favorite of mine, as I look at this boys, of course. Oh, an honor to speak to you as well. <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to know... Um, who are your favorite comedians or um, influences? Oh, my influences were people that I heard on the radio when I was a small child, like uh, Spike Jones and Alan Sherman and Stan Freeberg and Tom Lehrer, uh, Frank Zappa, people like that. And uh, currently, they're, they're, I, I hate to even give a list of all the people I think are funny. There's a, a lot of really brilliant uh, comedians out there. Emo Phillips is one of my favorites, and he's, he's an old friend. He was in my movie, uh, The Video from UHF. Um, I, I hate to even start giving you a list, but uh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an easy laugh, so a lot of people. <laughs> Thanks, Jude. Yep. And some of those. Hey, right. hey, where are you calling us uh, from, by the way, Jude? Uh, Monash University. Oh, okay, oh, so you're going to be popping along to see the live show? I'm definitely aiming to. I've been putting on bids on eBay. Oh, Quite yes. <laughs> well, it's uh, Friday week at Hamer Hall in Melbourne. Yes. And some of those people you mentioned are still alive. Isn't Stan Freeberg still Stan al- Freeberg still around, yeah, absolutely. And how would you explain his work to anyone listening? It was. Oh, like he was... Probably most popular in the 50s. He did comedy, a, a few parodies. He's more satire. He he actually had a, a career in advertising after oh, he stopped yeah. making pop records and did some of the uh, groundbreaking. Uh, he was one of the first per- uh, people to do funny commercials. It was very unusual oh, yeah. to have funny commercials, and he was groundbreaking and did some extremely funny things. Did oh. he invent the phrase brain snapping bargains? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. He's yeah. <laughs> the first person to ask thinking about carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Hi. Who's going next? Hi, Leo. How are you? Hey, how are you going? Yeah, really good, sir. You question for Weird Al? Hi, Al. Um, I'm going to get a box set of everything you've ever done. I've got up to there to be stupid on vinyl and a couple of other CDs, a couple of other CDs plus a DVD. How, how can I get everything in a box set? There's one coming out. Well, there actually was a box set that had everything up until uh, 1994, and that, that box is now out of print. So the best thing to do is to now get a actual physical box <laughs> and then go to the record store and buy all the CDs and put those CDs inside the box. Now, Leo, right. yeah. Leo, you say you've got Dare to be Stupid on vinyl. Is that because is that the only one that isn't out on CD yet, Al? Is that right? Or no, that, that's not on CD. That's out. Oh, yeah. When I bought them, I was in school, and that's all that was out in those yeah. days. Yes. Well, yeah. that's, uh, you know, as we pointed out, that song is in the uh, Transformers movie. That's the right. The original one. Any uh, chance of it being in the new one? <laughs> Nobody's contacted me about that. <laughs> that would be cool. I kind of doubt that's going to happen, though. One triple three five three. Hi, Craig. How are you? Hey, how you going? Excellent, sir. Your question for Weirdo. Well, I went out to the show last time you were here, Al, and uh, you played your theme song before you came on stage extremely loud. I want to know if that was a joke or not, because I thought it was hilarious. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> if, if it was a funny, then yes, it was a joke. Uh, no, that that was, uh, I guess that was part of the, uh, yeah, we did the, the theme for the Weird Al show. That was like part of the uh, the, the film intro. And, and yeah. it's not going to be the same thing this year. It's, it's, we're mixing it up a little bit. That'll be something oh, else that'll be extremely loud. Can I also thank you for the uh, Genius in France song? I really thought that was a brilliant tribute to Zappa. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm a huge I, Zappa fan, so I th figured if I was going to do a, an homage to, to Frank that I'd really have to do it upright. So I spent, I spent probably a few months of my life working on just that one song, so thank you. Well, right. I'd like to say we've got some Frank Zappa coming up now, but I'm afraid it's not the case. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there's quite a log jam of callers. Please hang on there. We'll try and get to you all. Uh, we'll be back with more, more Weird Al. I'll get this on Triple M. They've lost the lyrics it there. It's just la la la's for about a minute. That's simple minds here. And get this weird. Al Yankovic is here and he's ready for questions. Who's Hi, got one? Hi, Jill. How are you? Hi, I can't believe it. I can't believe this either. <laughs> so I've got two young sons who are huge fans of yours and we're coming to your concert in Melbourne. Oh, nice. What I'd like to know is how much it would cost to, to meet you for 60 uh, seconds. This is based on the oh, Michael Jackson. Michael what? Jackson is charging 4360 bucks for 30 seconds. Just to meet what? it. That's yeah, true. He's I'm doing it for free. <laughs> ah, for free? Mm. Can we arrange I, it? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I hate to promise anything because I'm not sure if we need to take off after the show to get to the next city. But yeah. if I if I have time and we're just sitting around, uh, I'm, I'm happy to meet people, people after the show. So no, no guarantees, but we'll see. We'll be there. All right. All right. 60 seconds. The stopwatch will be on. Yes. Hello there, Vanessa. How are you? Vanessa. Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa, that's me. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> question for Weird Al. The question is, um, I'm just wondering if any of his, um, if anyone ever gets offended by what he actually does, if the performers that he actually impersonates or sings their songs, and like especially with Michael Jackson in the beginning, did he get really narky about it, or do you get? Horrible letters. Well, to you. No, not not at all. I mean, I, I get permission whenever I do a parody. So Michael Jackson actually signed off on it. There's a contract somewhere that says, you know, "Eat it" is a composition written by Al Yankovic and Michael Jackson. Oh, so you, so he would get royalty money. Yeah, from absolutely, because it. right. it's his uh, his music. Uh, and he, uh, okay. so it's, yeah, so so nobody gets bent out of shape. But that you know, legally, I don't necessarily have to get permission, but I always do, and uh, they always sign off on it. So they don't get uh, offended. Sometimes fans get offended, like, right. "Oh, how can you make fun of Madonna or whoever?" <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, yeah. you know yeah, they signed off on it. So those men without hats. Fans you don't want to get them <laughs> right. offside. But, but the, you use the uh, Michael Jackson let you use the, the same set as he filmed Bad to film Fat, did he not? Well, actually, uh, that was Michael Jackson's set. That wasn't the original set that Michael shot on. I believe he used a, a, an actual New York subway. Oh, right. But oh, yeah. he had recreated that subway at nine tenth scale on a soundstage in Culver City, California, when he did. Uh, I think they called it Baby Bad or Bad. Or, it was when they did the Bad video with kids. Oh, right. For oh, his Moonwalker video. Yeah. So that set existed, and we we're we we're doing pre-production for uh, for Fat, and we we're thinking, I oh, know we're going to find a subway set, and all of a sudden, well, Michael Jackson's got a subway set right here. Oh, like, oh. Yeah. sure. And, we'll kind of let's use it. We'll have to crouch while we're filming it. Right. <laughs> It just made me look that much fatter. It was great. <laughs> Fantastic. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you guys? Really good, sir. Your question for Weird Al. I've got to say first, you and Frank Zappa are two of my favorite artists ever. Oh, how, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, and I just wanted to ask, um, what was it like working with Dweezil Zappa when you did Genius in France? It was great. I'd, I'd known Dweezil uh, for, for many years. Uh, actually, uh, uh, a cool thing was uh, I met Frank uh, when I was... Uh, at my last day job uh, in the yeah. early 80s I worked at uh, in the mailroom for a radio syndication company and Frank came in to do an interview and I brought out my tattered copy of Freak Out and had him sign it <laughs> wow. and uh, I, I, I had a few songs on the Dr. Mena show by then and uh, he said oh you know uh, my son Dweezil is a big fan of yours he's 13 years old and he likes another one rides the bus I'm like wow cool <laughs> And, and I'd, I'd met Dweezil a few times over the years and bumped into at various parties and functions. And uh, and when I was decided I was going to do a Frank Zappa homage, I thought, well, I have to have Dweezil involved somehow. And I called him up, and he said he was happy to do the opening solo on the song. Wow. Yeah. And did you ever meet uh, Moon Unit? Oh, yes, many times, many times. <laughs> okay. I met the whole diva, the whole family. I met. It's quite a family. Who's next, Ed? Phil, how are you? Oh, okay. Oh, Phil? Uh, here we go. Phil's yep. been Phil, taken out. There? Phil, are you there? Yeah, Phil. Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Phil. Your question for Weird Al? Oh, wait, um, where did you come up with the lyrics for A Cat in the Kettle? Cat in the Kettle. Well, you know what? This is one of those many songs that is not by me. Oh. Ah. It may say that on the internet or whatever site you're going to, you hooligan, but, <laughs> but it is not by me. I, I'm not sure who does that exactly. Oh, so this is one of the Weird Al imitators. I guess so. There was that guy. There was the people who did Pretty Fly for a White Guy. That's yeah. how it like we're out to be. <laughs> <laughs> they ripped that off. Hi, hello, Patrick. How are you? Uh, let's go. Hang on. Oh, oh. Sorry, Rich. I'm mucking around. No, you're all right. Hi, Patrick. How are you? Hi, how are you going? Excellent. Your question for Weird Al? Yeah, I'm a big fan of you, Weird Al. Um, 
I'm just wondering how much uh, uh, albums would you have left in you? <laughs> uh, do a cat in the kettle. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I've got uh, th- two more that I'm done. Uh, there you go. But, uh, my- yeah, thanks for annoying my mum because I play my song full on loud and she's really sick of them. So. Yeah. I- I'm glad I could help. Thank you. <laughs> you can have enough accordion eventually. Uh, what about a concept album? What about a you know Yes song style triple album set? Oh, that would be so cool. What is your lot? Because you've done a lot of long, you know, even over 10-minute numbers, haven't you? Now? Uh, a few. I mean, yeah, Genius in France was uh, about that long. Uh, Al- Albuquerque was about 11 and a half minutes. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's been a few. Now people are kind of expecting the long side. In the new, uh, new album, there's a uh, R. Kelly parody, which is my longest parody for Trapped in the Drive-Thru. Which was on for almost 11 minutes. <laughs> well, have we got time for any more? No, I think we're done. Oh, are we? Yeah. Is it time for one more song, Mr. Yeah, Marshall? one more. Possibly, yeah. Is there any accordion in this song? Unfortunately, unless there's the American playing with me. <laughs> Okay. No, we'll see. We'll be back to wind things up in a moment. I'll get this. Yeah, to be thirsty, Merc. 20 good reasons here and get this. Time to sign off, Richard. Hit that button. Oh, Weird on. Al Yankovic. Thanks for sitting in for the whole hour. What a treat it's been. It's my pleasure as well. Thank you. We had to play a long song there because Richard has brought in all of his albums for you to sign. <laughs> and the DVDs. What an exhausting show. You should have seen before the show. What's the protocol? Do you reckon four is too many to ask? <laughs> trying to on. spread them out to us. If we all give four each. <laughs> He's trying to get us to take them. Just say all of our names are Richard. Come on. <laughs> How can we We've all brought in different albums. <laughs> and uh, thanks to all our callers, uh, yes. your new album, Straight Out of Linwood, is mm. in the shops now. Mm. And on tour, Sydney, Monday and Tuesday, the coming Monday and Tuesday at the M Wall Theatre, Febberton Theatre, Adelaide on Friday, March 16th, and Friday, March 23, a little bit later than that, Hamer Hall in Melbourne. Brisbane listeners, you're just going to have to make your way to Twin Towns, Tweet Heads. Yeah. Thank you for coming in, Al. My pleasure, thank you. And our key phrase today, uh, I think it was just Polkarama. And we'll be back tomorrow with Gina Yashir. Do believe I told you so. Now it's all out on you. And it's all thanks to as yet nobody.